0: Welcome back to the Injury Prone Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Edwin Borras, Doctor of Physical Therapy, Medical Analyst at FantasyPoints.com. The Injury Prone Fantasy Football Podcast, the number one fantasy football podcast hosted by the son of two Mexican immigrants who also happens to be a physical therapist, number one on the charts, number one in your hearts. Gracias por tus oídos. Today I want to talk about Antonio Gibson, Alex Collins, and Rashad Penny, A.J. Brown, and Travis Kelsey. Then we'll finish off with a mailbag. So, let's get started. We'll start with the guy who frustrated me early on this week or a situation more so than the individual himself, Antonio Gibson and the Washington football team. Antonio Gibson himself has said that he has a stress fracture. Ron Rivera recently, a couple weeks ago said that he, that Antonio Gibson was cleated. And of course I thought that he had either a stress fracture or even could potentially be suffering from shin splints. Well, after an MRI and after a DNP on Wednesday, He was limited again two days in a row, Thursday and Friday. The Washington football team, who has refused to shut down Antonio Gibson, keep in mind, also have refused to shut down Curtis Samuel despite two setbacks of the same groin injury. I don't want to speak negatively about any medical staff, any medical professional, or any organization that I don't know personally, but I can say that these are questionable decisions at best from an outsider's perspective. The bottom line with Antonio Gibson is he has been out there. He's been playing and he's been putting up some big numbers. He's also playing through pain. There's a reason he was pulled in week six. There's a reason he only played 39% of the snaps. And there's a reason that the dude needed an MRI on the shin. He is highly volatile moving forward. I said earlier this week in my Twitter video at FB injury doc, that there's a potential for him to land on the short term IR. And there are plenty of docs out there who agree with me. Some MDs and some PTs were all on the same page that this does not make sense. If Antonio Gibson truly has a stress fracture, this is not being managed the way that we would expect. We'll put it that way. So, don't be surprised if at some point Antonio Gibson is pulled again. Don't be surprised if he does still score some points. But also don't be surprised if he ends up on the short-term IR down the road anyway. This is a time to snag and stash J.D. McKissick. I don't trust the situation moving forward. I'm personally trying to unload any Antonio Gibson I have on teams where he's the anchor, obviously for the right return. This is just sort of a nightmare scenario that you don't really want to be a part of, especially if you are set up nicely down the road. If you are a team who is one in four, what are we, one in five at this point? If you're a team who has won two games, if you're a team who maybe is winless, Antonio Gibson is a guy that you want to go after. He's high variance, and you need the win. You need the volatility, and you need to embrace the volatility. Other than that, I'm not touching Antonio Gibson the rest of the season, especially in cash games or DFS. Another backfield situation that's important to keep an eye on is, of course, the Seattle backfield dealing with the Chris Carson injury, now the Alex Collins injury, and just this week, Rashad Penny has been activated. Here's what you need to remember about Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny is a first-round draft pick. Rashad Penny was in the middle of a turf war between coaching and management when he was drafted, and in the middle of his rookie preseason, broke a hand and had to sit out three to four weeks. He's been behind the eight ball since then. Once he started to come on in 2019, he of course had the ACL injury, had complications from the ACL injury, and you could argue that the calf injury that he's suffering from now is because of COVID and his ramp-up period after the ACL injury. Rashad Penny gives me major Keenan Allen vibes. He gives me major unlucky, just needs to see the opportunity vibes. If you can grab Rashad Penny on the cheap now, I would do it. I've done it in all of my leagues where he's available. I'm hoping that, first of all, Chris Carson does heal up. But Alex Collins has not practiced leading up to this Monday night game. There's a chance Rashad Penny is a feature back. Is there a chance for re-injury of the calf? Yes. Should we anticipate a dip in performance? I don't think so. I'm going to go grab Rashad Penny because he's virtually free everywhere. Another guy we want to talk about here is, of course, A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown is a guy who had food poisoning. Here's what might have happened. They might have diagnosed A.J. Brown with food poisoning. They might have given him antibiotics. When you get antibiotics, what happens is your entire gut bacteria gets wiped out, and that's not great. In your gut, you have good bacteria and bad bacteria. A.J. Brown had too much bad bacteria, so what they did is they tried to kill off, potentially, of course, I'm speculating, they tried to fight off the all the bacteria. And that's going to cause some continued complications, which he's obviously voiced over the last couple weeks. I don't think this is very concerning. If you have league mates who are concerned, maybe go snipe him. He's playing just fine, did fine in week six, and he is slowly starting to show us who he is with Julio Jones still potentially sidelined in week seven and still struggling with that hamstring injury. I think that AJ Brown can emerge and show us and remind us who he is. Last guy here is Travis Kelsey. You need to understand that Travis Kelsey is not a guy you can sit in season long. He's not really a guy you can not expose yourself to in DFS depending on your format either. Travis Kelsey, though, is suffering from chronic, at this point, stingers. It's a less severe version of the Elijah Mitchell situation. He's got some stingers. They haven't fully resolved, even though he was a full participant in practice for week seven. Travis Kelsey is having a bit of a time and a bit of a go getting over this stinger. A stinger, as I've talked about before, is just a irritation, a compression sometimes of the nerves coming out of the neck leading to the shoulder. And oftentimes you can have uh, some numbness, tingling, burning, pain, weakness, uh, neck pain. It's, it's just, it's not a fun injury to deal with and he's still dealing with it. Just understand that he's got moderate volatility. And if you need a splitting hairs argument or maybe even something less than a splitting hairs argument uh, this is not a bad option to use this is not a bad argument to make travis kelsey is moderately volatile until he can prove that he is over these stingers let's get into the mailbag first question we have is from friend of the show at ginger underscore nick he asked From what I understand, T. Kelsey's had stingers in consecutive weeks. I don't know if they happen on the same side of the body, but if they did, is there a number of single season stingers that we should be concerned about? I sort of already answered this question, but I did want to mention, we don't know for a fact if it's on both sides. I'd need to go back and analyze that video, but we are making the assumption that it is on the same side. Um, There aren't a certain set amount of stingers you're concerned about. You just really start to worry when they're piling up the way they are for Travis Kelsey. Hopefully he can get through week seven without another one. But if he does have another one, then yeah, we're gonna start hitting the panic button, especially if he misses time for it. This next question comes from my buddy Mauricio Gutierrez at M Gutiérrez NFL. He says, From a medical point of view, what should have been the correct management of Gibson's injury? Limiting or shutting him down for some weeks? And I sort of did already touch on this one as well, but what I can say is that I don't truly understand why. Antonio Gibson's situation has been managed the way that it is. I would say just get rid of any Antonio Gibson on your rosters. If you are extremely concerned, if you're ultra conservative, or if he's your anchor, he's not somebody I'm trusting as my anchor. This last one is from at FF underscore CEO. Can you detail the high ankle 20% dip in reference to Jerry Judy? Is that the first game back or rest of season? Does full strength require a certain distance from injury or extra actual time off for rest? Yeah, this is a fair question. And it's a really hard one to answer. Every team manages their players differently. Every medical staff looks at injuries differently. Every PT probably rehabs the injuries differently. And so it's hard to make large swinging assumptions. But there is data that I looked at from 2016 to 2020 of every player who returned in the same season from a high ankle sprain. There was about a 17% drop in production. So that's not perfect, it's not bulletproof, because there are some numbers that definitely skew the data, especially when there was a lot of touchdown look. But we can assume, safely assume, that players won't play their normal amount of snaps, their normal amount, uh, run their normal amount of routes, and they'll probably have fewer fantasy points in their first week back. Could that be because of the coaching staff trying to ease them in? Could that be because their health truly isn't there? The bottom line is we don't really know. But there's no data indicating that after that first game back, especially if they're healthy, that they can't continue to perform. This data is only for the first week back, but it's probably when they're at their highest risk to not perform and reach their ceiling. But that doesn't mean that they can't. So with Jerry Judy, they took so much time. And since we're going to assume that there was no deltoid ligament rupture that they needed to repair the way that there was for Michael Thomas, we can presume that they're going to play Jerry Judy. They took their time with him. They're going to put him in there, and we're going to hope for the best. We're going to know within the first one or two weeks whether Jerry Judy is going to be back to form. Because they took so much time, I do think that he can have an okay night. I wouldn't anticipate a ceiling game. But like I've been saying since this injury happened, he's not a guy that I'm necessarily looking out to go get. But if he was dropped or if you can get him on the low, I would still go get Jerry Judy. I think that he can come back this year and be productive. That's all for today. Thanks for tuning in. Gracias por tus oídos. If you have any questions, hit me up on Twitter. Good luck in week seven.